Hello there, once again, fellow peregrinos. Welcome to episode 65 of El Camino de Santiago Pilgrims podcast, where we talk about planning, preparation, packing, tips, tricks, and hacks to make your journey along the way to Santiago a lot more enjoyable. So this week, to help you with that goal, we have David Smith, who is not only a pilgrim, but also a Camino podcaster. He is the host of a brand new Camino podcast called Clear Skies Camino. So we're going to hear a lot more about that during the course of this interview, but just to set the stage for David and to inform you about the massive amount of Caminos that David's walked. So he has walked the Camino Frances, he's walked the Camino Portugues, he's also walked the Camino Ingles. Now, David has chipped away at completing all of those Caminos for the last nine years. So he's been on the Camino every year since 2011, and this is the first year he's not on the Camino because, well, I guess we all know why, because of the dreaded covid but let's forget about that. Let's talk about good times, good times ahead, good times in the past, good times to come. So, David, talking of the good times in the past, take us back to when your world and the Camino's worlds first collided. Thank you very much for being on your podcast, first of all. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing the interview. Absolutely. Now, let me take you back to 2010 and... Um, I will talk to you about when I was introduced to the Camino. I was given a leaflet, and on the top of the leaflet, it said, walk the Camino. And it was uh, an introduction to uh, um, uh, a, uh, basically to walk the Camino for uh, a charity in June of 2011 from Saria to, to Santiago over six days. Now, for me, I didn't walk that much when, back at that, at that time in 2010, 2011. I really didn't walk over 10 kilometers or 15 kilometers or anything of that, uh, that, that distance. So this, this to me wasn't really, I wasn't going to consider it. So I put it down to one side and uh, I, 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 I didn't really consider it at all. So uh, over a couple of weeks later, uh, I, uh, I, um, I thought about it again and said, hey, maybe I should think about it. So um, I decided, yeah, OK, let's go for it and uh, decided, OK, well, start uh, fundraising and uh, uh, um, to just to. Just at, at the end of the day, um, uh, uh, in June 2011, it was six of us in total. We made our way to San, uh, to um, to Santiago to Compostela, um, uh, where we flew into Santiago from Dublin, and um, decided uh, and started to walk from um, from Saria. Right. Okay. So you eventually you eventually kind of took the plunge and did the walking. You said you'd never done any walking before. Now I I want to ask you because many people want to do the Camino, but maybe they are, shall we say, um, they think maybe doing so much walking when they've never done anything like that before is doing too much. Is biting off more than they can chew. And mm. how was it for you? How did your body adjust? Because I mean. Often if we're doing a month-long Camino, it takes that first six days to kind of shake off the stiffness and, and toughen the muscles up and the, the calluses and the feet. Um, so how did those? How did you make that adjustment from being a non-walker to all of a sudden being a walker? 
it was very difficult to be quite honest with you. Mm. Um, I, I really, uh, I, I did some preparation before I went, but I mean, I, I was in relation to, um, I, I walked about say 10 kilometers per day. Um, um, but uh, if, if you're talking about what, um, I mean, the, the typical day would be 20 kilometers from, I mean, Saria to Porto Marin would be 20 kilometers. Um, you know, it, it was a diff. It, it was it was a difficult day. The first day, the second day from to Palace de Rey, that was a difficult day. So, um, I, I mean, I, I would be lying to say that that it was it, it was tough. So, um, it, it, that that first Camino for me was uh, was it was tough, and it, it, I I um I I really I I felt that there was, there was uh, I, I didn't have enough preparation done. Uh, and how do you how did you get through those tough days, those tough moments? And oh. What advice would you give to pilgrims that are? I mean, there may be someone that's listening to this, and then mm. someday in the future they'll be on their Camino, and they might remember the words you're about to say, David, and that's going to help them through. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think uh, the best thing to do would be um, would be to uh, look at uh, the uh, some uh, uh, like forums, uh, look at YouTube videos, um, guide, uh, get get the get a, get get guidebooks. Um, I mean, um, be prepared. Be, be have uh, and um, have the right equipment. Um, um, you know, um, there's it, there's a it's 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 um it's one thing to have um to have um the wrong equipment and and not be not enjoy yourself but to 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 um to 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 walk um to, to walk into santiago and not and not and not have the right equipment uh, is uh, and and uh, and not enjoy yourself is another thing so yeah it's 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 you really need to be um, be pre- to be prepared and have the right equipment, I think, yeah. Okay, so talking of the right equipment, let's be more mm. specific. Um, mm. So you're now, we, we could say you've gone from being a rookie, a newbie in 2011 mm-hmm. to an expert now. You're a Camino blogger, you're a Camino podcaster. Um, so you are one of the experts in the room. And imagine that I am, I've never walked it myself either. Three things you tell me to, to put in my backpack. So are we talking about um, um, other than your 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 footwear, other than your your back? Uh, yeah, um, other than the, the the real important, you know, the most obvious, which would be your backpack, your your boots, or trail runners and socks. Three and three things you'd say to take with you. Oh, okay, definitely. I I would consider a journal. Yep. Definitely journal. Um, I I always love to journal. It's one thing I do. When I um, when I finish walking, um, always set aside some time to to write um, after finish walking. Um, it's it's a very important part of the day after after uh, finish up walking. Um, a, another thing will be my phone, and it's <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't would, wouldn't agree with me, but um, it's. Uh, it's a, it's a very important thing for me. Um, it can always, um, uh, you know, always uh, talk into the phone and take notes while you're, um, while um, after after the end of the day. Hmm. Good for photographs as well. Yep. 
Absolutely. Um, so journal, pho pho phone for photographs and, and maybe some dictation commentary as well. And the third exactly. one? Um, um, let me see. Earplugs. There you go. There's a third okay. one. Okay. So everyone's got yeah. a snoring story from the... From the absolutely, Camino, right? absolutely, yeah, yeah, and I love my sleep. So <laughs> yeah, we all well, we all need it when we're walking so far every day. Okay, mm. so journal and a nice tip we heard from last week's uh, guest, John John McSweeney, a fellow mm. Irishman like yourself. He calls himself a Corkinian. Um, oh, he's from Cork. Okay. He's a Corkinian. <laughs> he calls himself. Yeah, and um, he gave a nice tip on journaling, which was when you stop for your coffees, if you're maybe sat alone, that's a good time to kind of just record some thoughts any events that have happened in the mm. day, if you are so inclined to write a journal, that is. Um, and also maybe when you're waiting for your pilgrim meal um, between courses, when it's being served, um, that's another good time to get out your journal. Because often I found at the end of the day, I was so tired. I actually didn't really feel much like writing. So um, yeah, I found that was the best time to journal. The phone, like you say, can double up for photos, can double up yeah. obviously good in emergencies and also dictaphone commentaries and earplugs for obvious reasons. Because at night time, if you're in the albergues, people snore. It's just a fact of life, just like we breathe as well. So um, it's just a good way to help yourself to get a good night's sleep. Okay, so um, let's take you back to 2011. Um, mm. What can you remember, or it doesn't have to be 2011, could be any time, but um, something you you something that happened, something you did, maybe something in your routines or packing that you wouldn't that you would do differently on your next Camino and and did do differently on your subsequent Caminos. Um, so mistakes you might have made at the start. Yes. Um, oh, indeed. I suppose um, not taking my time. Um, mm, that nice. would be um, um, uh, uh, will be my uh, or one of my, one of the mistakes, I suppose. Um, just why is that? Just to take it. Just to take it. Everything easy and mm. just take just just to relax uh, as you walk. Um, uh, that's one mistake I made in my in in walking in two thousand and twelve. Uh, I suppose I, um, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to rush um, uh, during this podcast here, but um, compared to the other Caminos uh, in, in, in the later stages of, 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 in the later stages, but compared in 2012, 2013, I used to walk faster in compared and in, two, in 2017, 2018, my, my, my walking is much slower. So it, it's good to just relax, take your time. There's no need to rush. It just, you don't have to arrive, arrive at the albergue at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock. You can arrive at two o'clock, three o'clock, just take your time mm. yeah there's plenty I, of time yeah. in the day i would yeah i would definitely agree with that um mm. because i i know on my first camino i, I did some crazy amounts of kilometers every day mm -hmm. um and just because i felt like i could and i enjoyed the physical challenge but the worst part of the camino is when it ends um so yeah. take your time rinse as much out adventure out of it as you can and um the slower you go, the more you notice, the more you absorb, and I think the greater the impact it has on you. Um, and that's what I definitely noticed in subsequent Caminos that I've done, that, that actually I've taken my time and really, really enjoyed it and noticed a lot more silly little things like, I don't know, um, on the Portuguese Camino, you tend to see like 
bread bags on people's front doors. You know, they mm. they actually leave bag uh, they leave bread bags on the front door for the local baker to just post it. Um, mm. And to just found, found that so charming, and I never noticed that before. You know, just little things like that. Um, so you do notice the little beautiful things if you take your time. So yeah, I'd really agree with that, David. And thanks for reminding us of that. Okay, yeah. so um, we we know you've you've walked um, you've chipped away at, at three caminos: mm. the Camino Portugués, the Camino Frances, and the Camino Inglés by doing different stages of each one every mm. year. Um, I'm I'm intrigued. How is is that because you didn't have couldn't get enough time off work? Is it because that's the, the only amount of time available to you for other reasons, um, or is it just because you you prefer to do it like that? It's because I I, I didn't have enough time for work hmm. from work. Yeah, basically in a nutshell. And what's the longest yeah. time you spent on the Camino? Like it, continued amount of time? Like is it one week, two weeks? It's three weeks. Okay, three weeks. Great stuff. Yeah. And how yeah. can I ask a question? Have you noticed the difference between walking one week and how you feel after that one week and walking for th- how you feel at the end of three weeks of walking? Absolutely. Can you describe Absolutely. those differences? Uh, yes. I walked from Lagrano to Leon in 2013. Mm. And comparing that to walking the Camino Ingles uh in 2019 is it, it it's massive in what way so you know is it like i mean i met a great camino family within days of arriving in lagrano and we became the best of friends uh people from canada from france from switzerland from germany from holland and we walked uh, right from through La Rioja, through the Maceta, and uh, really, really good friendships were, were made. Hmm. And, you know, and we're still strong friends, even to this day, you know, uh, uh, it's that's seven years later. And, you know, um, I don't think that that friendship could be formed or could, 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 could be could last that long if it was just one week hmm. uh, I think in, in my opinion it, you know um, you need you need a longer amount of time um, on the Camino if you if you want to have um, a stronger uh, or if you want to meet um, more people on the on the Camino hmm. that's uh, a really nice point so the Camino yeah. gives you that that extra time that extra time mm-hmm. gives you the opportunities and occasions to be able to strengthen the bond and rapport with your Camino family, the, the pilgrims you meet yeah. along the way. Yeah, that's really, really, yeah, really agree with that. And what about how you feel like emotionally, spiritually and physically? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And like, I mean, I came back home um, a much more positive person. Hmm. I came back home feeling much more revitalized hmm. in 2013. Um, I mean, I came back home in 2013. I felt like I, I, I could move mountains. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, a nice way to You know? It. Yeah, you feel indestructible uh, after such an amount of absolutely, time. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Yeah. And that's when, that's when I started, started um, actually writing my blog, um, clearsizecommuna.com. So um, 
I, I, you know, I just said, felt, hey, listen, if I could, if I can walk three, three weeks on the Camino, I could do anything. So um, uh, that's, it, it, I just felt unbelievable. Good. Yeah. I mean, um, I think from my experience, walking a week is, is really, really nice. And if you've only got yeah. a week, a week is better than no time at all. I agree. So, yeah. Uh, but if you can walk for a couple of weeks, three weeks, four weeks, even better, because like you say, the more time you spend on the Camino, the, the bigger the impacts spiritually, emotionally, physically. And as well, it gives you the time to build up that Camino family. So great answers there. Thank you very much, David. I'm sure those that are listening will be thinking, hmm, maybe if I was only going to go for a week, maybe I should think about if I can, if at all possible, increasing, extending that amount of time. So thanks, David. Now, I'm going to ask you about... Um, it's a question that I don't normally ask, but I thought to myself today while I was out on a walk myself, I thought mm, that would be a good question to ask you because you are such an experienced pilgrim. And this is very interesting for me, like backpack organization. Where do you keep, mm. what do you keep in your side pockets, for example? Oh, okay. That's a very good question. Because you okay. need everything, those things in your side pickup pockets need to be important things so they're easily accessible. Mm. So what do you keep in there? Now, now, usually on one side pocket, that would be my water bottle. Yeah. Okay. Now, I know some people would carry the um um uh what you call it the camelback. Camelback. Now, I don't yeah. usually use the camelback, but I use a water bottle. Um. So I use the the water bottle on one side pocket uh, pocket, and on the other side pocket would be usually the guidebook. So what about the top bucket? Top bucket would be food, snacks, anything else I need, like that I need access to straight away. What about your short or trouser pockets? I sound like I'm a policeman, don't I? What have you got in your pockets? But no, um, what what do you keep? Do you keep anything anything specific in there as well? Uh, my my phone. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, my phone in my in my trouser pockets. Yep. I usually have a shoulder bag ah, that I stuff. carry for that would have my uh, debit card, passport, and um, um, credential. Right. And so, uh, some cash. Good stuff. So you can, if you get into a cafe, you don't have to take everything off. Exactly. You can just kind of pay for a coffee or tortilla yeah. or whatever it may be. Yeah. Okay. And. Yeah. Let's ask this. This is the million dollar question now. What do you keep at the top of the main compartment of your backpack? First thing I would always, it would be probably my sandals. Right. So you can get your feet some air as yeah. soon as you finish walking. Really, yeah. really great practical tips there, David. Thank you yeah. so much for that. Um, I tend to have similar, like, because I've walked a few winter Caminos, I would often have like my my hat, uh, snood, 
or buff as they call it, uh, and, and gloves in my top pocket, water in the side pockets, in my trouser pockets or short pockets, I'd have like some spare change. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but like there's something called like a magic belt, which is kind of like this, this it's not invisible belt, but it appears to be invisible. Um, mm. And it's just like a, a bun bag that extends to the size of anything you put in it. But it's really, okay. it's like the, the width of two fingers kind of thing. And you zip it open, you can put, and that's where I keep my credential, my um, my wallet, passport, and all the essential oh. stuff. So it's really interesting to hear that. that and I thought it would be good to get your take on it because you're a very experienced pilgrim. And uh, yeah, it sounds like you um, have got scouts on or there and, and uh, come prepared. So good stuff. Um, mm. So let's ask you about a favorite albergue, one you'd recommend that people stay at. Ah, okay. Now, I have many favorite albergues. You can only choose one, though. I've got to put you are, on the are you, spot. Are, can, are you sure it's only one? It's only one because we've got a lot to get through, and this means <laughs> this is the one that people have to go to. Okay. This, they're going to know that this is something special because you chose it. Can I choose one for the Camino Frances and one for the Camino Portuguese? Because it's normally Christmas, yes. It's nearly okay. Christmas. Of course you can. Okay. And because you okay. sound like a chirpy, lovely Irishman as well. You can always, like, you know, the Irish accent always wins over. Perfecto, gracias. Okay. <laughs> okay, so for the for the Camino Frances, it's Albergue en el Camino in Boedilla del Camino, run by Eduardo. He is fantastic. I love the place. Is I've that been the one there. With the pool? That is the one with the pool. Yes, uh, it's right at the back of the village. Um, I walked from Hontanas. I usually walk from Hontanas. And it's um, it's um, um, usually um, a, a, a really really long walk, uh, close to thirty kilometers. And um, but when when you reach the the albergue, you're met with Eduardo Eduardo, and he is the nicest, kindest man, and I'm sure your listeners will agree. Uh, and those who have been there. Um, so he, so that albergue is number one on the Camino Frances. Well, just to um, just to press the point as well, emphasise your point. Um, our first ever podcast guest recommended that place, and ah, our guest okay. last week, John, recommended that place as well. So, ah. yep, many agree with you. Okay, next place. Okay, um, I'm not sure if many. Pilgrims will recognize this place, but you might, uh, having walked from Lisbon. So I walked from Lisbon last September, and I stayed in a place called Albergue Pinheiros uh, in Alviazer. And it's owned by a, a man called Carlos. And uh, it's a small town. And in this place, uh, it, it, it has eight beds. But uh, I was greeted by Carlos, and it is a luxurious um, um, albergue, and he charges us just eleven euro fifty cents for a bed, and on arriving, he gives us um, three, not one, but three celios, um, um, and uh, uh, it. It, he treats he treats all his pilgrims like kings and queens, so it's one to um, to to uh, uh, definitely to stay. 
so to stay in uh, when, when, if you were to walk from Lisbon. Okay, good stuff. So that's the Albergue in Boadilla del Camino, and Eduardo is going to be your host there. And um, the place in, I always have problems saying this word because my Portuguese is nowhere near as strong <laughs> as my Spanish. Um, Alvazer or something like that. Alvazer. Yeah. Alvazer. Um, I'm not, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, well, that's as well because that's just outside of Lisbon. So you kind of, yeah. you really, you really, well, no, it's just, bef- it's not far. It's kind of halfway, if I'm not mistaken. It's, between it's, Lisbon. it's halfway. It's before yeah. um, Coimbra. Okay, good stuff. So um, I didn't stop there, but I walked through there. So you get three stamps, not one, from Carlos there. And mm. um, yeah, so we'll, because we're not quite sure on the, on the pronunciation and the spelling, I will put a link to that place on our Facebook page, Camino de Santiago mm. Pilgrims Podcast, because I think it might be a difficult one to look up. And your pronunciation most definitely beats mine. So I always looked <laughs> at that on the on the guidebook and tried to say it and I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Um, yeah. Um, I'm fluent in Spanish, but my Portuguese pronunciations are found wanting all the time. So, all right. Um, thanks for those recommendations. And what about a favorite city, town, village along the way? And tell us why it may be worth staying an extra day or at least staying a night. Do you know what, Brad? I've always loved Burgos. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've actually stayed stayed an extra day um, once before in Burgos um, in two thousand eighteen. What captivates you about Burgos? Sorry. What captivates you about Burgos? What captivates me is so many things to see in Burgos. Um, uh, the the actual cathedral just blew me away the first time I saw it, and it just so many so many cafes, so many different restaurants, and just. Um, in 2018, when I arrived, um, I had I, a, a big Camino family, and we had kind of parted ways by the time I arrived. So, so I arrived early, and what I did was I checked into the albergue, the big, large municipal albergue there, and um, uh. Waited for some of some of the the uh, some of our friends to to arrive, um, but they were a day behind. So um, I decided to stay for um, an extra day, and um, uh, checked out the next day. stayed in, stayed in a hostel, and the next day, all the rest of the um, the Camino family uh, arrived, and uh, we met them all again, and it was a great. Great celebration seeing them all again, but I think I think Burgos is great because there's there's a lot of things to see. Number one, um, it, it's a large city because it's it's kind of like it's a, it's like a great reset because you can meet everyone, and meet all your pilgrim friends before you can actually um, before you can go off in, before you all walk into the Meseta. If if you understand, yeah, of course, uh, yeah. So it's yeah, a good yeah. place to reset, recharge, yeah. and also recharge. If recharge, you need exactly. to get any supplies, anything important, if you might need some plasters, mm. you might need some food, you might need any kind of to yeah. replenish any of your supplies, and that will be a great place to do it because once you're in the Meseta, there's no going back. Um, that, that is correct. Yeah, yeah two hundred odd kilometers are the, the in the breadbasket of Spain, the wheat and barley fields. If you've ever heard that, um, that. Uh, sting song fields of gold fields that, of gold that describes it perfectly it's very um very quiet 
Um, some people will find it very tranquil and, and nice and peaceful and others might mm. find it quite unsettling because um, there's a lot of time you're going to have with yourself and your own thoughts. So Meseta is a, sorry, the Burgos is a great place to meet up with friends, like you said, and for you, it yeah. holds some really nice memories as well. So, And not only that as well, I have a friend living in Burgos, okay. so it's always nice to see her when I do pa- pass by. So. Right. Would, do, would we want to say hello to that friend now, just while we're talking <laughs> I, about d- it? I don't think so. She, she'd be kind of embarrassed if I actually mentioned her name. So Okay. <laughs> We'll just we'll, we'll leave that one um, out there, no worries. But she know you know who you are. Yes. Um, yes. Hello to you. <laughs> okay, so um, let's talk about um, some any kind of foot care, body care, yeah. self care routines. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when I when I came back from my Camino in two thousand and twelve, which was my second Camino, um, my my feet were in pretty bad shape. Um, I had quite a lot of blisters. Um, so I visited my podiatrist. Now, she recommended a a cream called Getwall Cream. Now, I'll spell that. G-E-H-W-O-L, foot cream. So it's Getwall Foot Cream. Now, I've been using that ever since. And apart from a small blister on my small toe on my right hand foot i've had no issues since now that's i'm not encouraging any of your listeners to go out and, and buy that 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 actual foot cream but um it seems to be working fine for me but um for me that's that's that foot cream is working okay for me but usually i that's what that that's what that's what that is that's what works for me. Great. And can you just repeat the name of the product and spell it again for the listeners? Because there might be some training um, throughout the winter in anticipation of uh, lockdowns being lifted and borders being opened again, and um, they might want to use it during their training. Sure. It's called Getwall G E H W O L foot cream. Right. Okay. G E H W O L. Yeah. That's okay. Right. So. Get wall, get pronounce that. Get wall. Okay, right. Yeah. Sounds like there's a T in there, but there isn't a T in there. No, there's no T. No get wall. Okay. So base, basically, what I do is I just lather my foot uh, each morning, right, and um, put on my sock, uh, my socks, and um, uh, and if I uh, I just walk, keep walking, and um, if it's warm at all during the day. Just take off my socks, put on another another um, coating of cream, and um, and and start walking again. Good stuff. Okay, so great yeah. tips, great advice, great mm. practical um, advice we can apply while we're training. So thanks for that, mm. David. Now we're going to do some quick fire questions, sure. some short, sharp, quick answers, and the first one is going to be um, this round we call the Camino Quickies, uh, just because uh, alliteration sound. Um, sound good. Anyway, um, favorite Camino blog or book, apart from your yep. own, of course, which is chrisguyscamino.com. Uh, I'm going to go with pilgrimagetraveler.com. Okay, pilgrimagetraveler.com. Great recommendation. Thank you. A forum or Facebook group that you could recommend? Yeah, uh, Camino de Santiago.me forum. Okay. Um, your favorite vlog or film? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Anything by Efren Gonzalez, his YouTube channel. Efren Gonzalez, and that's if I'm not mistaken, that's E F R E N Gonzalez. Yeah, right. He has a great work on YouTube with drones. Wow, sounds good. I've actually seen some of his stuff actually, and yeah, he's a yeah. very likable fella. And mm. I'd, I'd like to get him on the podcast, but he's probably a bit too uh, a bit too Hollywood for me. But anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, I was going to say social media personality or account, but that would kind of be Efren, wouldn't it? I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah. There's a double recommendation for Efren Gonzalez there. Efren, if you're listening, what about a Chapman podcast? Anyway, um, favorite food and or drink on the Camino? Uh, mm, okay. Um, drink? Uh, I, I, okay, Café Con Leche, first of all. Of course, yeah. But, um, uh, on the Portuguese Camino, I would, I love the bacalao and also the francesina and the pastel de nata. Mm, yes, yes, the, the pastis de nata, which is a little kind of yes. like a custard tart, isn't it? Little puff pastry. Love wow, this. yeah, my, my wife and I consumed about 10 of those per day on the Camino. Oh, so, stop. Yeah, she actually, I arrived, she actually I made a few when we got home. She's pretty good at it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I arrived into Lisbon and I literally the first day I arrived in, I just bought a plate of them. <laughs> um, it was amazing. Yeah. Really good stuff. So pastis de nata. And uh, yeah. Okay. So where were we? Uh, one thing you wished you'd packed on one of your nine Caminos. Okay. Tea bags or a hat. Hmm. Okay. Tea bags or a hat. I love it. Um, when you're saying the tea bag thing, it just, uh, the scene from Father Ted comes to mind. Mrs. Doyle, you know, <laughs> go on, have yeah. a cup of tea. Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Okay. So you're a, a um, hundred percent Irishman. Won't leave home without your tea bags. There's no, there's no tea over there. <laughs> love it. Great answer. Um, so I guess that would be an answer to one of my other questions, which would be a guilty pleasure you carried with you. I, I actually did. On one Camino, I brought a bag with, with some tea bags. So, Love it. And Love I it. used them all. You used them all as well. I bet you were popular <laughs> amongst the Brits yeah. and the Irish and the Irish. Okay, so uh, yeah. a Camino app or internet resource? Um, yes. Um, okay, now that is a good question. Um, I would say grons.com. Mm. Okay. Um, Wise Pilgrim. Is a very good Camino app. Yep. And Eroski is another good internet resource with great information. Good stuff. Eroski is spelled E-R-O-S-K-I, and that's a Spanish supermarket that it lists is. lots and lots of really good Camino information. So it's E-R-O-S-K-I. Thanks for that, David. Yeah, um, yeah. One thing you didn't need and wouldn't take again. I'm very much on the side of the uh, rain jacket brigade, so I don't think I'll bring a poncho again. Controversial, controversial. Mm, yeah. I'm, I'm a poncho, I'm a poncho man myself. But anyway, we'll have to. Uh, we'll, this is that's a discussion for another day. Um, I think okay. so. Um, so just don't laugh at me when I'm walking along looking silly in my in my poncho. All right. <laughs> a quote or some meditations for hard times or good times on the road. Oh, the road is yours to walk. Love it. Love it. The road is yours to walk. Okay. And hmm, let's have a look. 
Uh, I think that is the end of our Camino quickie round, actually. So um, I thought I had one more question, but um, I don't have any like buzzer or, or jingle to take us out of that. So I'll just say it's time for the main discussion, David Smith. Thank you very much for the Camino quickies. Now, um, mm. what we do like to draw out of our guests are Camino memories, stories, unique moments that you'd possibly only find on the Camino de Santiago. So stuff that makes the, the the Camino so special and the pl- kind of place that makes people go back year after year mm. like you have done yourself. Nine consecutive years you've walked parts of the Camino. Um, so, David, tell us um, the, an outstanding memory from the Camino, um, something that embodies everything that's good about the Camino. Yeah. Um, now... This was from 2015, um, and I still remember it to this day. Um, I was walking from Belorado to Molinaseca, and I had met uh, a good bunch of pilgrims. So some pilgrims from Ireland, some pilgrims from the UK, from Denmark, from Germany. So we were passing through Sagun, and so we had decided to stay in a hostel uh, for the night. Um, so I discovered that my debit card was not working. Okay. So that's the last thing you want to hear. Um, I went up to an ATM machine. It wasn't working. So I went to the local Santander bank account or um, bank. And they told me that, no, there's something wrong with the card. You need to contact your local bank. So I rang my, my bank. No, something wrong with the card. So, okay, I had 20 euro to my name. So I spoke to my, my, my pilgrim friends and they said, listen, David, don't worry about us. We'll sort you out. You can wait till you get to Leon and you, will, you, uh, you can worry about it then. Now, we were two days until Leon. I had 20 euro in my pocket and I had to worry about food or uh, and whatever, you know, snacks and whatever until Leon. So they decided to pay for my accommodation in Saigon and they decided to pay for my meal in, uh, in later on that evening. And I... Uh, the next day we walked to Relegos and the next day we walked to Leon and they paid for my accommodation in a in a hostel in Leon uh, in the meantime I had money wired to me uh, to the Corios in Leon and so I got that all that so- all that sorted out and um, I had offered to pay back my pilgrim friends and they refused to accept it. So I was kind of, I was totally dumbfounded by this. Um, The fact that they wouldn't accept the money. They said, listen, honestly, don't worry about it. You can, you can buy me a drink or you can buy us a drink later on which they accepted. So the fact that 
that the kindness of strangers lives on. And I only, I only knew these people for a matter of days and that they were actually buying me um, um, meals and whatever. Mm. And, you know. It's very, it, very I, humbling, isn't it? Absolutely. I, I was dumbfounded. Mm. But, you know, kindness, kindness lives on. And it also, in many ways, I think it really confirms many things that I've said on this podcast is that the Camino restores your faith in humanity. And, and the Camino provides. The Camino provides. The Camino also, I mean, I, I believe life provides as well. I think the mm. Camino provides because we take, we are taking a step every day towards our dream which is Santiago. And I mean, it's not about the, the destination, it's about the journey. We all know that. But yeah. I think it's also about the fact that we're taking brave steps as people. Um, many of us are conquering fears to walk the Camino. And I believe if mm. we conquer our fears and if we take brave steps, like the Camino motto, which is Ultria, Ultria, mm. if we take brave steps, whether it be on the Camino or everyday life towards what our goal is life will provide just like the Camino provides and that's what I took from away from the Camino and that's what I I get out of your story as well mm. is that you're taking brave steps towards your goal you know you love the Camino you want to walk it not everyone is brave enough to just say hey you know what I'm gonna go and walk across Spain and I don't know where I'm gonna stay there are many people mm. on this planet that would not be brave enough to do that but you were and mm. that's what I love about that story. And also, I've also said, like I said, many things I've said, and this is another thing, and that is that the Camino brings the best out of people. And Absolutely. this is why yeah. we are meeting people. We are presenting as the best version of ourselves. We are mm. meeting people who are the best version of themselves. Mm. Um, and this is just, you know... Uh, an absolutely beautiful story that reminds me that that is what the Camino is all about. And that is the Camino magic at work. And that is mm. why people like yourself and I, and many, many more thousands more just walk it every opportunity they get. Um, so yeah. thanks for sharing that story. And I hope that can inspire a few of the listeners to, to go. I and hope walk so it. too. And it's just yeah. like, when you think about it, it's quite, it, it moves you, doesn't it? Like you didn't know these mm. people maybe two or three weeks before and all of a sudden, no, they're paying for your food. They don't want anything back. They're paying for your for your accommodation. Mm. They don't want anything back. This is yeah. the magic of the Camino at work and Camino de Santiago. We love you and fellow pilgrims in your family. Um, maybe you can mention one or two of them at the end, um, just to say thank you to them as well for being part of your family and and um, yeah, it's always nice to give a, a, a shout out to people. So great story, David, and thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was a higher moment. Now, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions, and sure. then I'm going to give you your, your Tuesday night back, because um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really grateful for your time. And, and, you know, without guests and pilgrims like yourself, I, don't, I can't have a podcast. It's as simple as that. So I'm really grateful for your time and grateful for the tips you've shared. And lots of them are really, really, really useful. Um, in fact, all of them are. So I'm going to quiz you now. Um, and this mm. wasn't on the, the pre-interview question sheet that I sent you, but 
I want you to think back to your nine Caminos and I want you to think back to your lowest, 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 hardest moment, most challenging moment and how you got through it and how you'd advise others to get through similar moments. Okay. Could be like, you know, it was raining, it was really bad weather, maybe you had pain in your body, um, maybe you know, an interpersonal relationship or something, you know, what, what, just think back to a low moment, how you battled through. Yeah. I, I, I would imagine that walking from Lisbon last September was mm. probably the toughest Camino for me. Um, I, there was a, quite a lot of long, long days. They are, and, aren't they? They are tough days. Aren't they? Mm. Coupled, coupled with, high temperatures hmm. um and as well as that uh, i i suffer from epilepsy as well so uh th that really that really added to it as well so so it was it was tough so um so when you have that 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 kind of that 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 kind of th those kind of issues it makes it makes those it, 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 it makes it the, the actual experience tough so um so i think i think that camino was probably the the, the toughest experience for, for me personally um but so so for anyone who's actually ex who's actually considering walking um um that kind of that camino uh, i i would probably advise them to walk shorter stages and probably think about um think about walking later on in the year possibly october or maybe earlier on in the year just to avoid the summer months hmm. um for anyone that I, i'm just intrigued really you mentioned the the epilepsy mm. for anyone that, that suffers from any, any other kind of condition um how do you how did do you manage that on on your Caminos and how yeah. could that you help them to manage that if they think it might be a barrier to them being able to walk it? Yeah, I, I think it's important to let someone know that that you have that condition. Um, someone that 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 you're walking with, let them know that you that you have that condition. Um, I was walking with with a German um, pilgrim, and I and. Luckily, I actually made him aware from the onset that I had that I had epilepsy. So, um, so I, um, so so he was totally cool with us, totally fine. So, um, so and he was fine, fine knowing, knowing as well. So it's important important for for someone uh, that that for someone to to know uh, that that uh, that. They have it. Okay, so th for example, if there was a situation where medical assistance was needed, they'll be they'd be able to give the important vital information. Yeah, right. Exactly. Good stuff. Exactly. Good stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. David, I must say you're you're an inspirational man. You're an inspirational man. Most definitely, you don't let anything stop you. You want to go and walk on a Camino nine years in a row. You go and do it, and not one thing stops you. So. Yeah, really, really inspirational. Thank you for that, David. And mm -hmm. th those are, that's a hard stretch, isn't it? Between um, San sorry, between Lisbon and Porto, they're long days. They're very yeah. flat, kind of mentally challenging. 
Um, the, there's not much on the horizon to keep you going. Um, so it's just head down, really. It and, is, and yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Head down, keep you know, just keep walking, really. And and that mm. kind of takes me back to some advice that um, I kind of tell myself in when I get in those times, and that is try not to focus on anything other than taking the next step. Mm. Uh, you know, the next step is your is your is your next goal. Yeah. Uh, just keep putting one foot in front of the other because eventually it does stack up to yeah. take you somewhere important, even if there is just one continuous line on the horizon that just ne- nothing pops up on it. You say, oh, there's, you know, like on the meseta when you see the when you see the church's church towers spring up like the children's fold-out books, you know, like, mm. oh, there's a church tower and you're so excited to Absolutely. get there. Absolutely. On, on, yeah. on that stretch, it's tough, isn't it? So Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I found that really hard as well. So thanks for sharing that as well, David. Okay, so no worries. One, just to finish, one piece of advice. The, what would you think if you had to give one piece of advice to anyone thinking about walking the Camino, what would you say? Oh, I'd just say just go. Uh, I don't think there's any need for thinking. Um, it's just it's an easy choice to make. Um, just, just, just go. Um, I mean, there'd be no regrets once you do make that decision. Mm. Um, all you need to do is just speak to someone who has already made that decision, and and honestly someone who has already walked it will tell you the same thing they'll I say agree. it's the it's the, probably the best decision that that they, they've already that they, they've made you took the words right out of my mouth david i remember the first night i was in yeah. saint jean pierre de port i was sitting at a cafe overlooking the pyrenees yeah. and i just remember sitting there thinking you know with the anticipation the excitement everything yeah. i've been planning up to that point and sitting in that cafe and thinking to myself this is the best decision I ever made. So yeah. I would definitely, yeah. definitely agree with that. And I know fellow pilgrims, if you're listening and are yet to walk the Camino, listen to David's advice. It'll be the best decision you ever made. Listen to the words of, I think it's episode 26, something like that. Pascal Auger, his words mm. always stuck with me. He said, the Camino is the best gift you can ever give yourself. So we'll leave it on those words. David, where can we listen to your podcast? Where can we read your blog? And where can we keep in touch with with this inspirational man we have on the line? Sure. Now, I can be found at clearskiescamino.com. Um, you can find my posts and all information about my pre- previous experiences on the Camino on that website. I can also be found on Instagram at clearskiescamino. Um, there's a link to my podcast on um, clearskyscabina.com and um, also um, there's a link to my podcast on the Instagram account as well. So yeah. Good stuff. Okay, so make sure you go and check out David's podcast, Clear Skies Camino, brand new podcast. So once you, if you're bored of listening to me, now you can go and listen to David instead and um, read David's Camino blogs as well. There's many, many entries on there documenting many of his Caminos. So it it makes a great read as well. So go read that as well. And it just remains to say, David, I want to wish you, first of all, should I thank you for your time this evening, for your recommendations, for 
reminding us of what the Camino is all about, which, you know, you did that through the story for reminding us that there is nothing, to, the only thing stopping us from walking the Camino is ourselves. You're not let epilepsy stop you. You're not left the fact that you couldn't do it in its entirety every year. You decided to go and do a bit of it every year and it's mm. become a massive part of your life and it will become a part of your life too fellow pilgrims who are listening if you do the same um thanks for your recommendations thanks for the organization on the pack pack stuff that's going to be super helpful to many and i want to wish you good luck for the winter lockdown in ireland i know we yeah. have the same thing here in uh in the northwest in the uk where i currently find myself um randomly based because of covid um and um I hope this winter you find inspiration. I hope your podcast, wish you every success with your podcast. Um, Thanks very much. And, Thank you. And um, I hope our pilgrim paths do cross paths as well. I'm sure they will. Ultrea, buen camino. Buen camino, Brad. <laughs> <laughs>